Kia ora to my people and welcome to RTL Today Radio, Studio 4 in Kirschberg. You're at the HQ of Let's Talk Sport. Tonight, 19th of March, the weather's getting a little bit better. We had a four seasons in one day again, didn't we, Scott? Now, we're show number 81. Now, Sam, if you're listening and you're loading this up to, for tomorrow night, I just want to tell you, mate, that it is actually show number one. It's not number 80. Send me a message and I'll tell you why. A strongly worded email. Strongly worded email. <laughs> he'll give me a he'll give me a call. We've got a couple of guests tonight, uh, both volleyballers, brother and sister for the first time. Jill Brass, is that correct? Jill and Natalie Brass. Yes. That's yeah, correct. that's correct. Just to jump in there straight away, Jill, talk me through the spelling of your name because <laughs> being in, you know from an ignorant English background, I would pronounce that. And how would you pronounce that if you didn't know it was Jill? Because we had a different Jill on, yeah. and he's G I L, so that's nice. Then did I say Jill? Yeah. Oh, you're you going you're gonna to say, is it Gillies? Or, or, what are yeah. you going to say? Gillies? Or Gillies, I don't know. You think yeah, you, no, you sure. are really, you're showing you're really English. There, like, <laughs> <Wellington>. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm Luxembourgish. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, an interesting, interesting way of spelling it. Is that, is that Luxembourgish or is that, has that got different roots there? I guess it's French. That's um, standard, mate. You see, Gilles is a very common name in Luxembourg and in France. I'm, and you haven't seen it? Not spelled like that, I haven't. If I spell that right, Jill. G-I-L-L-I-E-S. Yeah. No, 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 without the I. Did I, I maybe we got a bit, I maybe got, ah, I got You fat, see, he's fat, making me look stupid now. Fat, I would have fat. never, I okay. would have never have said something like I'll that. I'll put my hand uh, up. I got a bit fat fingered on the keyboard this um, afternoon. But, late. but it's funny because uh, actually my girlfriend or now fiance, she wasn't able to, to, uh, to spell my name or to say my name for Probably the first three months. So she called me Gillis for the first three months. Gillis. That was pretty funny. But yeah. but you, you didn't tell her? You just... Mm, well, I said Jill, but I guess uh, she didn't hear that or she wasn't concentrating on my name. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so on the, the first time I met her, she didn't say, hey, what's your name again? Jill? No. no. I no, think never. she was too scared to ask. <laughs> She's happy with the moustache. I'm happy with the moustache. Yes, it's a yes. beautiful moustache. Tell me, are you growing that for next week's finals? Absolutely. You little go, you good thing go. <laughs> are they? Uh, is it, are all the all the all the all the team doing that as well? No, no, it's just me. Oh, Love it. Yeah, maybe it's... maybe they're going to join me. I don't know. What can we just stay on this topic? I know we haven't even got through the introduction of tonight's show, but Natalie over to my right. Men in sport doesn't have a moustache, by the way. Just to be clear, <laughs> men in sport they do a few, uh, let's say, a funny things. They wear, they they grow moustaches as as your brother's done just across from there. They also grow the the fantastic moulet as well, the mullet. As, as yes. uh, you're, you're familiar with that, absolutely. Have you ever have you ever gone for one? No, never had the ticket to do one. <laughs> what do girls do in sport? Are we missing something in girls' sport? What do you think, Natalie? What could be what could be done? We are not so crazy. Not so crazy. <laughs> or what about the two the two piggy tails out like this uh, way, like a little like a like a like the five year old girls don't. My little yeah. daughter she does that sometimes just for a yeah. bit of show. What not could that what much, no. what could we do? 
Or could we just say, right, girls, let's, why don't you go for a mullet yourself? Mm. No, you're not. We wear crazy socks maybe for pink, what is it, November, October? Pink and October? Pe- yep. Oh, yeah. Was that like part uh, of the yeah. Think Pink? Pink? It would be part of movement, the think, yeah. think Pink movement. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess they could dye their hair. They could. What do you reckon, Scott? This is probably an angle that we could come up with, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Rogan, Remote woman sport. I was, just showing, I was just showing Jill there my, uh, my moustache <laughs> with it when it was curling stuff. You know, that was... That, and, I did that. When did I do that? Not last year, year before. And then I actually went out to play sevens in Dubai and then got COVID, so I had to stay out there for like an extra two weeks. So by the time I got it, I was like, oh, I'm just going to keep it. Yeah, we're not. Luckily, my partner loves it, so don't give it. As always, we're going off on a tangent here, but we've got Anthony Perez joining us, and he'll give us the uh, the latest action in the BGL league. Any dramas? Any late goals? And if we've had any change um, with Hesper at the top of the league, you can get in comms with us if you'd like to be involved in the show. 621-52-5000 Sports history in the world today Nathan, what do you got from me? You've got a few boring rugby stuff here Mate, it's always rugby, rugby, rugby But I'm going to rip into it again In 1932, England beat Scotland 16-13 at Twickenham And it forced a three-way share with Wales and Ireland Um... And actually, what was even... There was really nothing about it, the the, the scoreline there. But France was actually expelled at that time for... um, for Professionalism, so for paying players. Professionalism. Yeah, and way back in 1932. As we know, it was rugby league that became... Professional, professional before rugby, and you could argue, and you can still argue that um, rugby's still struggling with the professional. Absolutely, era. don't 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 disagree with that at all. The other one you've got here, France beat Ireland, fifteen six at Lansdowne Road for their sixth outright Fifth Nations uh, and their second Grand Slam. Yep, that's nineteen seventy seven. As you know, it's a very big then, a, a, a big year. You weren't even born. No, nope. it's, it's a stellar <clears throat> year that year. I can tell you, nineteen seventy seven. 1978, the PGA Tournament Players' Championship at Sawgrass, which we had just last week, wasn't it? Won by um, Scotty Scheffler. Um, Jack, Nichols, uh, Jack Nicholas won his third uh, title, one stroke ahead of Lou Graham, and it was his fourth straight start for Nicholas that he ended up with a top two finish. So way back in 1978, when my good self was one year old, probably uh, rolling my sleeves up on my trike in those days, man. A fine, hey. fine head of hair as well, I would say. <laughs> yeah, a little uh, bit more than I got now. 1990 was the first world ice hockey tournament for women, well, women sorry, in Ottawa. Yep. And in 1991, the Sacramento Kings, they set an NBA record, bit of a dismal one of this, of 29 consecutive losses. That's brutal. That is brutal. Have yeah. you ever been in a situation like that? What, where, where, you just, where you just turn up week in and week out, you just Mate, keep getting... First, not necessarily pumped, but you're my just first, losing. My first year of, like, league football... And I would have been like, under 12s or under 11s, we were dog, mate. We used to get pumped about 25 nil. I mean, playing about 30 games a season, we're getting pumped every week, you know. We didn't, no one had played, like, in a team or anything like that, so we didn't really know what was going on. And um, then we played the team who I think they were either the top or the second team, and we were like, this could be 30 today, and we lost 1-0. So that was like, I remember our coach it was saying, like, like a win. Well, it was like a, a moral victory. He said it was a moral victory. And it was, you know, we, the boys did really well. And then we actually, the last game of the season, we uh, we drew two all. So oh, we came a, good, a, you know. A real win. I remember when, character building, when I was know? finishing off my what, squash career, retired, let's say, or stopped playing squash quite early on. And I remember that this the last year, I was just shit, you know. 
I, that, that was me, and I kept losing, and I, and I they just used to walk onto the court and go, well, there's no point playing, because I know I'm going to lose this one, and yeah. it doesn't matter who I was, it's just negative, and, and I guess that's where, and with sportsmen or being, let's say, professionals, but they just know how to push through those periods of being, of being crap, basically, and that was me, and I kind of, I finished up and... Got on the flight, came to Luxembourg and started my, started my job started here. The, the third half. But obviously there's just one more other one. In 1995, Michael Jordan rejoined with the um, Chicago Bulls in this day. And that was 17 um, So when he went off to play, his, did his stint in baseball, was that's it? That's right, and he came back. But an interesting one, I'm going to ask you all the questions. Do you remember the time when Michael Jordan retired, went to baseball, and then came back to Chicago Bulls? Here's a question for you. What was his number that he wore? When he came back. When he came back. Um, it was uh, 45. Now, you... Sorry. <laughs> yes. I thought you were asking me. You look at me. Well, I was looking, I was looking at you. You say, okay, you're saying 45. What, what's his normal? What is the Michael Jordan number? 23. Yeah. 23. I watched a series. Yeah, me it, too. But I can't remember <laughs> no. his jersey number. I don't. You wouldn't know, you wouldn't know what it was, mm. even, though he's, even though Scott's given it away just there. Was it forty five? Damn yeah. right, forty five was his was his uh, number that he, that he the second time around, wasn't it? Any other <laughs> athletes out there that number that that wore the number twenty three? Any other athletes that also wore number twenty three? There's a lot in basketball. In basketball, would you would you wear well? Kobe Bryant, he wore twenty four. No, twenty four. Did he? Yeah, yeah. Remember that? Twenty three. You don't know. Tell me, tell me, Nathan. David Beckham. He took 23 when he went to Real Madrid. He then obviously took it over to the... MLS, uh, Miami. MLS, what is yeah. No, not Alley Miami. Galaxy. Alley Galaxy. There we go. She's on it tonight. <laughs> We're in for a treat. I read, I was actually, um, this is completely, has nothing to do with the show tonight, but I'm going to say it just popped into my head. So I was reading a story about Zlatan, you know, Ibrahimovic. Yes. Footballer. So he went over and played for, I think he went to play for LA Galaxy. Mm-hmm, he did. Right? He went over, and LeBron was um, obviously playing for the um, the Lakers, and um, Zlatan went to a basketball match, and after the game, LeBron sent him a jersey. What did Zlatan do? Mate, with Zlatan, anything's possible. Yeah, this mate, is this is such a wide he, open question. Mate, he signed it right <laughs> and sent it back to. Him. <laughs> What a legend, mate. His son, Zlatan's son, has started playing professional football as well now. I think I read in the press in the last last couple of weeks there. I mean, imagine having Zlatan as your dad and you're, like, playing football. Yeah. You read read some of his one-liners, like his... His self-belief oh, is incredible, absolutely incredible. It's another level. But as a as a dad to play football with him, is he be too too hard? I mean, would he be too harsh? Would he be? But yeah, Zlatan is is Zlatan. Legend. But anyway, that was a, that was a hell of an intro there. So um, I guess the best way to start things off here is um, for yourself, Natalie and, and Gilles. Um, how did you? Uh, why volleyball? How did you get into volleyball in the first place? Well. I started playing tennis and my brother was playing volleyball because our dad is into volleyball. And then uh, during practices, I was sitting on the tribune waiting for him to stop and go home. And then at one point, the coach was saying, instead of doing gymnastics on the tribune, you can come just to come down and join. Yeah, good, good, good coach. Mm-hmm. There you go. go. Getting, getting everyone involved. What about yourself, Joe? Because of my dad. Um, he played and I think I was in the gym the first time when I was six months old or something like that. 
So I was basically born in the volleyball gym. So yeah, there was no other decision to take. I mean, not that my parents or my dad pushed me into volleyball, but... So you're um, you're at Strassen? Yes. And you're at Wolfenlange, is that right? Yeah. The two big, the, arguably the two biggest teams in... Careful, in, let's not take sides about this early doors. <laughs> um, but are you? Um, have you always been at those clubs? No, so I started also in Walfer. Yeah, I started in Walfer for most of the time, probably for like 15 years. Then I went to Germany for one year for studies and playing, came back to Walfer, went back to Germany, um, played one year professionally in the first Bundesliga. And then when I came back, Walfer unfortunately didn't, didn't have a, a team that was competing with the world to be champion. So I went to Bertrange for one year and then ended up in, in Strassen. Okay. And what about you, yourself? Are you Walfer through and through? What, yes, what, I'm sticking to the What colour? What colour do Wolf Orange play in? Blue and white. So you, it's fair to say that you bleed blue and white then, is that right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, very is, good. Is, is that always like, so do Wolfer play blue and white? And I mean, we were down, uh, no, the basketball, it was, it was they were blo- both, both teams were blue and white, weren't yeah. they? But do Wolfer wear blue and white all the way through? I know you don't in, ru- in rugby, you wear green. Mm-hmm. What are you? I'm telling you, from a regional point of view, do you wear the same colours? In, in what way? And, and, all, and all the different, with all the different, the, the sports. Well, you'll normally have a home, a home and away strip, won't you? Normally, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So where have you got green from? You play for Volfa Rugby Club. Yes. Right? Yeah. And you wear green. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was saying. But then they were just saying that you were wearing blue, Volfa wearing blue. Oh, uh, okay. So, uh, sorry, I got the wrong end of the stick there. So yeah. you were assuming that because, is that the colours of Wolf Orange? Blue and white? Uh, I think blue the, and green, actually. I think green is actually more yeah. the colour of, uh, of Walford. Oh, oh, yeah. F- Walford foxes. Yeah. What's Strassen? Strassen seems like red. Yeah. No, oh. black and yellow. Black yellow. And yellow. For yeah. Dortmundish, is it? Yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah, from the region of Wellington, where we're also, uh, yeah, more probably yellow and black, but yeah. Or black and yellow, no? Black and, no, yeah, well, black yeah, and yellow, yellow. Black and, and yellow. <laughs> yellow. Um, so, uh, we'll just go on your journey. So, have you, did you go away from Luxembourg to play volleyball as well or no never okay I always stayed in Walfer even during the the studies I was in Germany studying uh, for speech therapist I was practicing with a team there but I always came back on the weekends for the games and stuff like that and what about yourself so you said you had a a stint out in Germany and I imagine that's quite a that's that's a a fairly decent level out there the Germans love a bit of bit of volleyball out there what was that like is that full on out there or yeah so that was fully professional and uh, that was yeah a total different story than than here in Luxembourg because here most of the guys are are working next to next to playing so that was fun and uh, do you play do they play in like the Euro League as well so you play obviously domestic all yeah. around Germany I would imagine and then from that it's like the for lack of a better way of putting it, sort of the, yeah. cham- the Champions League and uh, stuff like absolutely. that. Absolutely. So they actually have three levels of uh, of international competition. I guess it's the same in soccer now. Yeah. Well, um, it, well, yeah, yeah. Champions League, Europa League, and exactly. So it's basically the same in yeah. volleyball. You have the, you have the Champions League, then you have the CV League or CV Cup, which is um, like CV is the the European um, federation, and then the third division is uh, Challenge Cup. 
that's the that's the legal or the the cup where the Luxembourg teams put this. I mean, that's the also always the beauty of uh, you know getting yourselves on tonight is because we. I mean, we're naive to it. I obviously of my background, Nathan has his, and you know we were lucky enough to be down at the basketball. You know, congratulations to um, to Ettelbrook on their victory last night. It was a fantastic, absolutely brilliant, uh, brilliant setup. But you don't appreciate what's going on in other sports until you actually have a conversation uh with with somebody about it i mean the volleyball is well it's massive in europe isn't it i mean coming from the uk it's 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 there but i wouldn't say it's you know it's was, it's was as volleyball as, was volleyball an option when you're at school I don't even think so it's more just yeah, we didn't have a lot of volleyball i mean you could play volleyball on a on a beach but it wasn't yeah. really an option I mean, we, I think the first time I ever would have played volleyball was my first year at uni. You know, when they, I did, I did sports science at uni, so they sort of try and expose you to as many different sports as you can. It's probably fair um, to say that volleyball is a European, a European game. Yeah, Asian also. Like a lot of people in Asia play play volleyball, and then in in South America, obviously with yeah, um, and then in the states. I mean, girls volleyball especially is big there. Yeah, especially well, in, in college, university, college, yeah. college. I have got one little bugbear about. Um, volleyball though why why do you always come in after every single point you know <laughs> and like you know into the huddle well, cu- communication they, l- they want to communicate it's actually yeah. to grab the butts like yeah because yeah. <laughs> oh, you are big butt, butt grabbers actually yeah. aren't you <laughs> and you're also fist pumpers as well oh yeah oh. yeah that oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're big fist pumpers. Like, you, ha- you hate that one, don't you? Oh, that's a niche niche for me. That's that's really, that so, irks me. So, well, I, I mean, specifically even, I think, on a, excuse me, I got a bit carried away there. Um, specifically in a, in a game like in squash where it's a little bit more intense, you know, you're in that little little box and, you know, if you, 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 your old mate over here is giving it one of these, you want to wrap the racket around his old... Backside maybe that's just maybe that's just you, Nathan. But yeah, I've always noticed that. So you've got um, who's who's in the middle? The setter is it? If in the in the huddle, you mean? Yeah. Well, I just wonder. I'm just trying to think of the setup because there's always one that wears a different sort yeah. of coloured shirt, isn't true. it? Yeah. yeah. So do they? Let's congregate round them. Is there a is there a thought process to it, or is it just pile in and celebrate? First almost? one there gets to be in the centre. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, there's okay. no one in the centre. Like, yeah. Everyone just gets around. So yeah. yeah, hands all around. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Do you, and do you, do you celebrate? Like obviously, cause you, you don't get a second serve, do you? In, in volleyball, no. No. no, no. So like, if someone hits a crap serve, you celebrate that as well. Yeah. Let's. <laughs> but yeah, like I don't know. I actually I don't know why we go to the center. Um, it's just a thing that volleyballers do, and when you start playing, you get told like. Go in the center and do it. I mean, do you think you could? Do you think you could be put the other team off if all of a sudden you didn't? You just went, you know, just slightly to the outside. <laughs> do you think the other team going, what's going on here? What's happening with Strasbourg? Like, this week? They're really the they're they're in the center. center. Yeah, yeah. Just going around. the court. But yeah, you never yeah, you I, to put I, your opponent I, off. Obviously, the, the beauty of you know things like Instagram and stuff like that is you get to see some. Uh, I, I'll watch some ridiculous points and stuff. And you come from a sporting background when you see a rally where they're all you know diving off the side and stuff. It's absolutely brilliant. But you know, is it? Let's let's say for a, for example, I'm I'm playing on your team. Okay, we have an incredible rally. I maybe have to run off dive over the hoardings, and then we win the point. You know, I'm obviously out of bounds at the moment. Will you wait for me to come back to the huddle, or is it like 
you just you recover over there we'll have a huddle with us like oh how does yeah you wait or you we would even come up to you if your defense was that great yeah 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 oh okay so the huddle can move okay (laughs) i like it i like it yeah i always think you could go you try and do something different with uh you know to try and catch um catch people off uh Catch people off guard. We're coming up with a few shrewd tactics. I mean, we could have Natalie coming out with a we could have a a mullet. Jill over on the corner telling his team, "Let's put people off." Um, One hell of a strategy. The reason I'm curious about that is, you know, you do little things that people think that's not normal, and you're obviously we're always trying to see if we can get the edge and in whatever way you can. The the reason that's popped into my head is because obviously Ireland were playing uh, England this weekend. Um, for the Grand Slam, you know, Ireland credit, you know, they, 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 they've just be, been yeah. awesome, absolutely awesome the whole tournament. Um, but there's a story that came up in in 2003. So this is when England were arguably the dominant side in the world. They obviously went on to win the World Cup, and their Grand Slam match they had to go to Lansdowne Road, a notoriously difficult place to win. And what happens is it's all about you know these. Six Nations Fix is all about tradition. So you come out on the red mat, it splits that way. The president might come down and he'll shake hands. Now you're told normally which team lines up on the left and lines up on the right. Now Martin Johnson, for whatever reason, he was, um, when he was interviewed about it, he was like, mate, it's about to play in the biggest game of my life. Do you think I'm actually going to listen to what, you know, Gary the groundsman says to me about where to where to stand so they basically go out and I think they go out and stand on the right which is where the Irish team are meant to stand and obviously all the players they you just follow the captain and Johnson's a big bloke what is he six foot seven or whatever you know has had his nose and ears ripped off that many times you know he's I can't imagine he's very approachable and so he's basically sat there and your man the guy's going you need to move you're supposed to be on that side and he's as he said you know he's absolutely pumped he's going to play in the biggest game of his life so basically obviously tells your man to sling his hook and he's, he's basically not moving. And then they get the officials out and they're all telling them they need to start moving. And then he stood next to a bloke called Neil Back, who's um, a very short flanker. He was a very good player, actually. They basically stood like this. And they're like, you know, they're really going at them about having to move and stuff. And the man Back, he's very, very, you know, just very cold person, just goes can't move now you know they're sort of like right well we're gonna we're gonna sort of make a point and uh, obviously it worked because they knocked them out of sync and absolutely pumped them didn't and it, they and it totally disrupted the the, yeah. the, the, the plan it's just one of even, even the Irish had just knocked them off I mean you hear those stories I don't know if you hear any stories about the French in the top 14 and stuff when French teams notoriously strong at home and it used to be that when they were playing away they just basically send the espoirs because there were stories about you going to the south of France and in, in France they like you to line up in the tunnel before the game and so you're like this next to the opposite man and basically you're about to go out off goes the light and they all just pile into the opposition so it's like south of France on a Friday night no thanks lads no, 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 not, not for me but it's, it's often a question we always talk about is like the bagarre mm-hmm. I mean do you ever is there any heated arguments or uh, any fights kick off in the volleyball certainly have you seen any you don't stand next to each other when you come out of the into the into the arena, or you just come from your you come from your own changing yeah, changing area from from changing rooms, and then we start um, yeah the pregame the the warm up the warm up yeah into it, yeah, and I mean yeah. we're separated by a net, so yeah, we there's, yeah. there's, there's arguing and and trash talk through the net, but there, there is you, yeah yeah good we like we we like yeah. a bit of that, but you can't get physical. I mean, yeah. as soon as you you would touch another player, you send off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but that's an interesting when you talk about the trash talking. I mean, certainly when you're younger, 
you do get involved in that sort of thing. I think as you get a bit older, you're a bit more seasoned, you're just like, pack it in, mate. You know, <laughs> it's just one of those things. But do you ever, you, you might play against teams and you'll be like, yep, Nathan Snade, hothead. Go, you know, if you know someone's going to react to a sort of stuff, would you would you go at guys and give them a little bit of a? Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love I mean, it. That's you can you can do so much with uh, like getting into someone's head. It's yeah. like it's yeah, people do it. I mean, the ultimate of that, if you ever watch, you ever watch the UFC or anything like that, was the the Conor McGregor um, Jose Aldo, which is it's got to be about six years ago, and it was Aldo was the best. Like his record was ridiculous, and mate R- McGregor went at him hard in the media, um, and basically baited him up until the fight where you actually hear Joe Rogan going, "McGregor looks loose, uh, Aldo looks tense," and yeah, it, it's I think it's only like nine seconds in. Boff, your boat just flies out, crack, lights out, game over, and he sort of won the fight before he'd even, before he'd yeah, even, even got to psyche, it. psyche all Absolutely. the way through. So, what do you do in volleyball? How do you, how do you pick on the weak link? Let's face it, you're, you're with, you're with a, with a team, and I'm the weak link. What are you going to do to me, Gilles? How are you going to? How are you going to pick on me? Well, it depends what you're not able to do. So well, There's a lot on a volleyball court, I can <laughs> tell you. <laughs> Serve, set, yeah. So would block, it be the vicious spike, you know? belt, belt and the ball? T- uh, you know, I'm standing over on the right side of the court, let's say, just always targeting that yeah. one player. Yeah, I mean, you have to be careful with it because as soon as the ref sees it, uh, it's over. So, like, you have to be a little... Sneaky. Like, sneaky, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's also just between points because that's the only moment where where you stand in front of the other player at the net and I oh mean, just to jump in i think what he means is if he was the weaker player yeah so if he was struggling in the game would yeah. you be like uh the guy at the back right or you know him there we're gonna we'll go try and so polite it's good the chubby little fat bald fella <laughs> in the back you can be, you can be she's, the, she's the guy with the walking stick yeah, <laughs> yeah go after go him yeah <laughs> I mean that's more part of this of the tactics. of the tactics yeah. Yeah. before the game where you just okay like he's weak let's go on him like he's not able to receive the ball so let's go on him. Yeah. But during the game, if you see that somebody's cracking, then of course you might change. Keep going tactics. after them. Tactics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah it's, it is one of those things. So everybody gets a turn at serving in volleyball, right? Yeah. yeah. So you don't have to, be, but you have obviously you'd have more of a specialist. Would you have a, 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 a player yeah. that's probably. You have players that serve better than others, yeah. but everybody has to serve. So there's like you can make substitutions, but you can only sub one player in and out again, and then it's done. So if you if you sub your player back in, like you can't take him out anymore for that set. Yeah. Here's, here's so you're tri- limited. Here's a, so you're obviously playing in the finals and, uh, next next weekend. Obviously, we wish you all the best in that. How big's a volleyball squad? Like um, when you when you rock up there, you're going to have your your starters, and how many people you're yeah. going to have on the replacements? So we're a total of uh, fourteen players. Okay, yeah, which is the maximum you can have on on the like on the a, roster. On the roster, yeah, yeah. And but you could name less if you wanted to. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like now, here in Luxembourg, for example, there is a lot of teams that ha- that don't have fourteen players. I mean, that's actually what I was going to get onto. Oh, so point. whilst it was brilliant to watch the basketball last night, I think it's fair to say that certain players um, carry the the workload you know so you have got yes you might have 14 players but let's call a spade a spade you know there some of those players aren't gonna is it a case of some of those players are not just not good enough to play oh yeah Mm. yeah Um, i mean again here in luxembourg since we're amateurs like not professionals you have like a squad of let's say six seven eight players um that are 
gonna be able to be on the court yeah. we in Schrassen have the big luxury that we have 12 players 12 to 14 players who can actually be on the court but a lot of the other teams they have like six seven strong players and the others you know they're not gonna be on the court they're basically basically just there to fill the squad how does it work with uh obviously getting well, we, i don't know what you're gonna call them overseas imports in how many are you allowed in your in your club or for your team I don't know if there's a rule about foreign players. I just know that we can only have three uh, transfers on the court at the same time. So okay, so that means tra- when you say transfers, that means that they've from from last they, season to this season. Yeah, they moved. <coughs> yeah. From there was a there was a rule with foreigners, but that was also a rule with um, like people that weren't from Europe. Mm-hmm. That you were only allowed to have one or two, but yeah. I think that's not the case anymore. But I'm not sure about that. I mean, it's it's something we know about in basketball. I think you're allowed. Mm. There's an unwritten rule, like yeah. a gentleman's agreement, you know, that you're only, uh, used to only be allowed two pros, but now some of the clubs have got three pros over and uh, it's, you know, there's no doubting that these, these players from abroad, from a much higher level, do bring up the standard. But, you know, as again, I'll use basketball as an example. If you've got five players on the court and they're all... If you've got five Americans on the court, then what's the point in having the other, uh, you know, the other seven guys on the on the bench? You know, yeah, I think it's a tricky one in in, in any sport in any country. It's nice to have the, the these imports in, but at the same time, the, the most important thing is we're trying to grow the game, and and growing the game, I think, is it's fair to say that would is it takes more of a priority <laughs> than trying to win. Actually, I think um, especially here in Luxembourg, it's a tricky one because we're such a small country, and who's coming to your games? It's your family, it's your friends. They don't necessarily come to watch great sports. Like if you want to watch great sports, you probably go somewhere where it's fully professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you have five foreigners in or five Americans in, in basketball, like your family and friends are not going to come watch you sitting on a bench. With no, exactly. I mean, we've talked about it before. That's the really cool bit is that you're, uh, with these amateur sport, is you can go and watch. I mean, I'm being a bit stereotypical here, but you can go and watch The Butcher play on a Sunday or you can go and watch your school teacher play or That's you know when you, thing, yeah. there's a bit of old Uncle Bill Uncle Bill pulls up he's been <laughs> and he's Uncle been Pete, he's yeah. had, Uncle Bill's had 20 pints in the old <laughs> in the cafe the night before but yeah. that makes it all the more entertaining and it actually yeah. draws crowds with all the families within itself to go yeah. and um, to go and support but the sports has become better also like it's not that the sport is not good here in Luxembourg yeah, no, no, it's, it's for sure. been a lot or it, it is a lot better than the than years before yeah. I mean obviously you two are I would say part of a a smaller percentage in the fact that you've actually continued playing uh, playing your sport because you do notice that a lot of um, younger students, I would say, you know, when... Uh, look, it's important to prioritise your studies, I get that, but there's a lot of people who stop, you know, when they get to uh, sort of that last year at high school, exams take over and, and, and that's sort of it. And I've actually had conversations with people who are quite open about that. Yeah, I'm going to stop. And I was like... You and I are both testaments. I don't know what I'd be doing if we well, had to stop well, sport. Ask, uh, ask a question because you know I'm very sensitive on on women in sport in, in particular because they're more more likely to actually drop out whether they're going to have family or, or, or children and then they don't get back into it. I'm going to ask you a straight up question, Natalie. How, when are you going to retire or when are you going to stop playing volleyball? Yeah, probably when I will have kids. When you have kids, I we, hope we that's not the I hope that's not the case. <laughs> I hope you teach your ki- I hope you teach your kids how to play yeah. how to play volleyball. But it's very but, v- very common. We have moms on the team, so... Okay, so there's hope, Natalie. 
Yeah. Hey, you're, not, you're not stopping, mate. Well, <laughs> Scott Brown and Nathan Snyder, we there to pick you yeah, up yeah. and uh, get you to that next game for Volvo. <laughs> Obviously, we've got. We're looking, as I said, we're looking uh, ahead to the finals. Where will that be played? That's at the cock, is it? No, it used to be the cock. Now it's in, actually in Volvo. Um, so it's gonna be a, in the, a is home it game in, for me again. Is it yeah. in the in the basketball gym? No, no, unfortunately not. It's in the it's in the smaller gym where the volleyball games are normally played. Which one's that? Is right that, that the, the one the one with the green green yeah. floor? Yeah, yeah. That's a bit. That's a bit crap because I've I've taught PE in there. That's like old, you know. That's a. It's, it's not an old a, old there's, hall. There's some better gyms out there, no? Or do they want it just to be packed? Uh, it's no. a good question. I mean. It used to be in the cock. Oh, sorry, forgive um, my... But is there an extendable... Is there more to the Tribune? Because I'm just talking no, about no. the little one that's only about... Yeah. It's only about four or five rows, isn't it? Yeah, I yeah, guess so. Like, five, Yeah, maybe six. Yeah. But they, I guess they're going to put chairs around the courts, but yeah. it's small. But yeah, it used to be at the cock, but it's expensive. And now they start giving it to the different teams. So if you want to organise it, okay. you can. Um, and yeah, Volvo just wanted to organise. But since there's basketball in the other gym and they're not able to play there... Um, it's in the smaller one. It's pretty low. That's mm. Yeah, that's so, so and and it's on, but both on the same stage. You've got the and the, and the women's. You got Volfa playing. Not Mama Mama got kicked out. You playing Jim Volley, I believe. No, we were kicked out. You were kicked out. <laughs> I thought it was Mama that got kicked. Yeah, out. they were kicked out in the championship. Ah, but Mama got kicked. Uh, lost last week three 0 I believe. Was that right? Yeah, yeah it's in the championship. Though. Next week is the cup. Ah, of course, of course, of course, of course. I've really got my bearings mixed up. That's yeah. right. And Strassen, you've got your... Who you've got next week? Dikirsch. Dikirsch. Same team that we had in the semis now for the play, for the yep. championship. Okay. And How have I, you gone? How have, you, have you played against them this year already? Yeah, we played four times already. And how's it gone? We won four times. So yeah, Ooh, pressure's big, on. But saying that, dogs. we were chatting to the basketball last night and Esch had beaten Ertelbrook twice already in the regular season and now... You know, they turned it on its head at the Lessons uh, learned with Strassen, though. There was the Super Cup that didn't go their favour. Uh, I think your favour was there. Come <laughs> 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 Quickly, uh, but he remembers very deep, so that'll be running through. Tell me what that'll happened be, in the Super Cup. Huh? <laughs> Super Cup. The Super Cup. Well, it's actually quite interesting because it starts at the start of the season, doesn't it? It's got the res- results from this year, and then they play the first yeah, game. And, exactly, yeah. And our, and our boys in yellow here regretfully <laughs> went down. But... I'll be in the memory. I'll be back in the in the back of his nut there, and that'll come that'll come out. And I'm sure that's all, all part of that about winning silverware for just, uh, uh, some boys. Maybe it was needed. Mate, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, rocket, yeah good, very rocket, good. Yeah. Very good point. But with um with with these, uh, obviously, you know, you play against the different communes, the different teams, so you get to know teams, you get to know styles, you get to know players, of course. Um, do you do a lot of video analysis? Does that come into it, or is it? Is it more a, this is the, the way they try and play? I'm just trying to compare it to, as you say, with the Supercut stuff where you're, you're essentially going in against teams you don't know a lot about and do you, like, I mean, I don't, I've never cared who I play against, but I do like to know if there are certain tendencies with certain players and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, we do a lot of video analysis. <laughs> um, we have a, a scout, I don't know if they call it scouts in, in different sports, yeah. Um, who's just there to make the, the analysis of the game. So he watches the videos and um, there's a program where he's on his computer and and we get all the stats before the game. And then we have video, video meeting or uh, tactics meeting yeah. where the coach tells us what to do, like where to serve, where to block and, and all of that. Yeah, Because it's quite interesting to say about a scout because we were lucky enough to have a guy, Adam Payton, who's a football scout for Mondorf. Um, he, was, he was actually out in Ukraine um, and... Before he came on, when you say scout to me, 
I assumed that a scout was somebody who basically goes and checks out the oppo to try and tap up players for next year. I yeah. had no idea. Yeah. And he's like, you know, he sort of opened our eyes to the, you know, especially the video analysis stuff. And even, especially in football, you know, you've got guys who are analysts or scouts for clubs, but they're not even in the same country, you know. They can just access, once you give them access the, to the, the information to yeah. the information or to the, the video yeah. files and stuff like it's that. Same it's, for our guy. Our guy <laughs> yeah. is from Argentina and he's currently, he's also coach for a team in, I want to say Qatar. I, it's not Qatar, but somewhere somewhere around there yeah. Um, yeah so he get like our coach sends him the videos and he sends the stats back it's the same well, for us i think it's yeah. very common so yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah. So, so where would your where would your scout they're local or for they're helping your helping your we team we had a local one but this mm-hmm. season i think it he's sitting in in uh, cyprus or somewhere i don't know so they just watch the video by his pool on the laptop huh there's a there's a job for me you know yeah <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. So, what's your uh, what's your predictions this week? This coming up weekend, there. Are we are we winners? Uh, yeah, definitely. I, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, so. Uh, that's the goal, right? Yeah, you got to go out. And when you um, oh, there's one one question I want to know, which is we get we asked this to um, Gavin last week because Gavin, who was on the show, was the is is the coach of Ettlebrook. What happens on on game day or the or the or the week leading up to the uh, to the finals? Is there anything different? I guess this week it's gonna be different because Saturday the, Saturday night would you be playing? Well, the finals is on Saturday, but the semis are on Friday for us and on Thursday for the for the girls. So it's a different week because normally we practice three times a week. We practice mm-hmm. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Obviously, this time it's only going to be two times, Monday and Wednesday, leading up to the to the semis. So the week is going to look a little different. Yeah. Yeah, but would you not? Would you so? Yeah, would you train because you're playing on Friday? Would you <coughs> train Thursday, Thursday night? Not necessarily. No. Like we don't, we. It's also yeah. a matter of uh, of the gym if it's free or not. Available, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. right, the under might be playing. Yeah, yeah. futsal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the under eights are vets, mate. Huh? The vets, are, yeah, that's right. <laughs> the pub four, four, Fourteen <laughs> points and then Uncle Bill. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, something that's that that happens a lot these days in uh, in sport is trying to get that interaction with the with the crowd. You know, there's certain ways you can you can get it doing. As I said, I'm just using the example of the basketball. They had the the supporters down there with the drums and the horns all all going mad. And it it, it was a cool it was a cool set. But it, I'm actually gutted for you that they're not. You know, I'm sure they could you know set it up at the cock and stuff like that. Because no doubt the national team play their matches there, do they? Mm. Um, but here's a question for you. When you um, is there any music playing yeah. when you uh, when you come out onto the uh, court for the match? Yeah. What music do they play when you run out onto the court? Uh, it depends. We always have a playlist. Yeah. Ah. Up, but who's the, who's the DJ in the team? Have you got the, the is there the main girl that that runs all the tracks and says this is it? Uh, no, it's. It's just all the girls putting a playlist together. They, what you, what yeah. you do, what you, you collect the little share of Spotify, yeah. the list, and that goes around. Yeah. What What about yourself? Is it? Is there a tune that the boys, yeah, the lads, come out to? It's uh, since every like since all of the time that I'm playing, it's Thunderstruck, ACDC. ACDC, yeah, it's an absolute yeah. banger, you know. Um, but if you if you had to pick a um, what about if you're on your big your big game and uh, so do so let's say you have your 100th game for the national team or for something like that do do you do you run out onto the court before your other before your other mates 
with, for the crowd to let them know, hey, fair play, Jelly's. He's notched up a hundred. I, th- uh, I think it's actually after the the games that that they would tell. Ah, okay. So after the games, you get like a little bottle of wine or whatever for yeah. your hundreds cap yeah, or whatever. A little box of grapes and sweeties and, <laughs> yeah. and little biscuits as, <laughs> as well. So if you were to run out and they were there to the, and announce your your hundredth game, what would be your track? You'd go for ACDC oh, Thunderstruck. Yeah. Over to you, Natalie. That's what's your question. What's your Are you a Linkin Park? Are you a hip hop? Uh, I think a common yeah. song is also the music of Pirates of the Caribbean. All right, so, oh, you watch Scott. Scott will get really worked up on this. Hey, well, if you come out That's to Pirates of the Caribbean this weekend, <laughs> I'll come I and watch it. <laughs> I'm not playing, I'm yeah. mixing the cocktails. I think Natalie's brought in a, a film before you have. You yeah. haven't talked about it's a film. It's all about films. Oh. Give me a little bit and I'll try and, um, I'll try and get a bit, but... Okay. We'll take a little break here and uh, be back after this bad boy. Yeah, we, we can get Jill to walk through, can't we? <laughs> <laughs> See you in a bit. I'll tell you why I am going to cut it off, okay? How long should your walkout music last? Because you can't be like, <laughs> hey, Jill, hey, what do you want to walk out to? Uh, Thunderstruck. Four minutes, 52 seconds. Pack it in, mate. Can you imagine me doing my huh? warm-ups. I get tired be, after two be minutes. Sunday, be, sun, be, be Sunday morning by the time we get the team out to play the games and stuff. How long? Because I remember when T... The only uh, the only one I can think of is cricket. Is the T20, which is obviously the shortened format of the game. And they made it so it was 45 seconds. So I've actually found myself listening to music and you're like, ah, oh, it's over 45 seconds. You can't use that. Can't use that. <laughs> can't use that one. So yeah, there's, a, there's an interesting one. If you think of a, a decent piece of music... Does it get going after 45 seconds? Mate, can you imagine listening to something like... You can't go out to the Eagles, do you know what I mean? <laughs> the nine-minute no, version. No, but I think they, they cut it down, don't they? They give you the, they give you the good piece, don't they? Yeah. They what, would you, what would you come out? 45 seconds. 45 seconds of music. What would you come out to? It's going to be the start of a song. Oh, I don't know. Start of a song. My, my, you know, John Butler trio is my favourite, and he's got a track that goes on for 10 and a half minutes. Yeah, there you so go. I'm, That's a problem. I'm definitely, I'm definitely out there. Hey, listen, while we're on cricket, Australia beat England, uh, in England, Australia beat India with 39 overs to spare. Is that a tonking or is that a tonking? That is a tonking. What's more annoying about that is normally in a day of test cricket, I believe it's 80 overs. Okay. Uh, sorry, this is in a one day. Obviously, one day. That's a one day. That's a one day. Yep. India were all out for 117 and 26 overs. Australia, 11 overs, two opening bats. Unheard of. Knocked 121, actually. Wow. But I yeah. mean, the, the reason, uh, the, what I was trying to say is if you, there's some sort of stipulation if you buy a match, a ticket for the match, if there's not a certain number of overs played in the, in the day, you Might obviously be- get your money back. Money back, or you can stay down and drink the. Well, drink the it booze. depends where it is because I, I told you I went to the fourth test, England, yeah. India. They shut the bar as soon as the. Uh, <laughs> not, you know, on. not on. Not on. Love paying on. fifteen pound a pint of pims, Mister Perez. Yes, sir. Let's first news here. We've got the BGL League roundup. I hope you've got some drama for us, mate. Uh, a bit less than, <laughs> than last week, but I've got some news for you. And also, at first, I got a breaking news because it's been confirmed that Cristiano Ronaldo has been selected into the, into the Portugal squad. Told you. And will he's coming home. Luxembourg. <laughs> he's coming to play against his favourite opponent, Luxembourg. Little reminder. What will this be? Cap 198 or something? I think, I'm not sure about it. Ridiculous. But what I'm sure about it is, is Luxembourg is his favourite opponent because no player has got more against Luxembourg than Cristiano Ronaldo 10 times. It's good news for some, bad for the others, but for every Ronaldo fan. <sighs> You can breathe out now. Yeah, I believe he got a, a, a penalty this week as well, wasn't it? Yeah. 
And then, then we've got the first women's league. Like last weekend, there there was no game, like with some suspense. But we've got one surprise, and it's Anton Viamki against L. As we all know, after they got a disastrous first half of the season. But it seems like they are now back in the game after uh, sending L back home and defeating defeating them four nil. Now oh, no. L were top of the top of the stack earlier on yeah, in the season, that, weren't they? I think it was like after five six games, then it went downhill, and now. Uh, yeah, it's like midfield. Uh, the uh, VMG leave the relegation zone until maybe Wednesday because Vincha still have to play, and they have the opportunity to send them to send VMG back to the relegation zone as they face Reblek Egalite while still waiting for their first win of the season. And uh, the other games had no surprise, like I said, Racing win against Diferos 4 0 with ease. Karinjko scored a hat trick in that game. Mama stays in the title race after defeating Dikesh 2 0, while Thompson continues her goal streak because until today she's scored in all 13 league games so far. There's oh, no, she still not, has. Not one she hasn't missed. Non stop. She, she hasn't missed a single game without scoring. Doesn't miss a beat. Well played. And finally, no problem for Betonbull will celebrate a 6-0 win against Mertad Vassabilis. Now, Bejalik. You, you all know, I always start with launch and Hesbronch. This time, they start with Stillange. Uh, and they win in a 7-goal game against Etzela Etterbrück. David Zinani scores a hat-trick in only 30 minutes, while Samir Haji ends his goal-less streak, goal streak, which lasted 8 games, and the game ended 4-2 for Stillange. Hesbronch was a bit a bit more difficult for them. They had they showed more problems in Esh, but nevertheless, thanks to, to a late goal from João Teixeira, they managed to grab three points by winning by the closers of margins, 1-0, and remain top of the league. Then we've got Monterich against Nidakorn. As we all expect, Nidakorn have to win this game to continue their... their Nidakorn had the funny one in the... Uh, at a, their coach got picked up like five yellow cards or something for... Obviously, I would imagine Planning, yeah. moaning. Um, as is he French? Is he or something? He's, 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 he's a famous Mr. Jeff Strasser. But um, yes, yeah. we picked up five yellow cards. So obviously, that means he gets a touchline ban. But there's some sort of small print which doesn't detail what. He said it out in a second league team. Yeah, yeah, right? exactly. Like futsal or something. Right, like, futsal yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's actually a problem about it because uh, in the game against a uh, launch against Nidacon, where Nidacon won four one. Did launch? Uh, how do you say it? Uh, they complained that Jeff Chosa was on the sideline because he shouldn't have. Because I think he got a red card in the game before, so they made. I don't know how it's in English. They made an appeal. Appeal, yeah. Appeal, yeah, to to get that game. How do you say it? That uh, did launch get the win anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Just to jump in there quickly, here's a question for you: If you're looking at um, your position. After all your fi- fixtures, what word would you use to describe it? What do you mean? So, your team's here, yeah. the next team where here, the fin- next team. Where you finish. What do you call that? What do you yeah. call that? Like the, the standings? The standings. Oh, mm. nice. That's, That's a nice good one. Standings. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. We've got it. We've got it. Yeah. Oh, standings. Is that yeah. correct? Antony always says, cla- Antony always says, cla- class like more. And I'm like, don't say, <laughs> yeah, don't say that. <laughs> we don't like class more. Don't say that. Don't rank, say that. Rank, rank, rank rank it's the rank. It's the league. Oh my God. The league or the table. Just stick with that. The table. The table. table. The league table. Or the yeah. stack. The top of the stack, you know. You'll not get you'll not get asked back on, man. Uh, sorry, Anthony, on you no go, problem. bud. 
Uh, Nidakon's nine-win streak ends in Monarich after a six-goal thriller. In fact, the game ended 3-3 and Nidakon even almost lost the game. But thanks to a late goal from Azong in, in additional time, the guests managed to still grab one point. How did the other games went? I had the answer. Peytons kept themselves into the race for Europe after beating Kajing 4-1. Hostad finally won. No, I'm joking. They are still waiting for their first win of the season of the year. Sorry, you got us a bit excited there. <laughs> uh, are still waiting for their first win of the year after losing to Jeunesse Ash at home one nil. Wills surprised Racing with a one nil win as well because of and because of that it looks like Racing are out of the race for Europe. Strasne and Rospor can't get over a draw as the game ended two two and finally Diffedange beat Monov two one. And before I go to the Klasmona, just kidding, <laughs> to the league table. <laughs> I, I had some son, I have some funny story for you again. Have you heard of you surely you surely have heard of ChatGPT? Have you heard about it? No. It's an artificial intelligence where whatever you ask them, they always have almost always have an answer to it. You know, it's like it's Siri from iPhone, but three times more intelligent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, while I was at the university and was kind of bored in class, I went to ChatGPT and asked him, "Who's gonna finish top scorer of the BGL League this season?" And then he answered me, yeah, <laughs> so interesting facts. At first he said Dave Turpel from Doodle Launch, and he was top scorer last season. Dave Turpel hasn't played a single game since oh. 2020 because of injuries. Then Jasa Rodriguez from Jeunesse Esch. At first, Jasa Rodriguez, it's been years since he didn't play in the BGL League and has never played for Jeunesse Esch. And Stefano Benzi, he ended his career actually this season. So it was, it was kind of funny because... ChatGPT is nowadays seen as an AI who almost knows everything, okay. but they are not inf enough informed about the BGL League. What a shame! Whoa. That's why we have Let's Fuss News. Yeah, exactly. Later. There you go. Exactly. There you go. It's a bit like a, like an Alexa, is it? You can yeah, a bit like that. But it's like uh, it's of, it's been an, uh, it's been used in schools to write because if you ask them to write an essay to the artificial intelligence, they get, they get, give you a right, whole essay. Have, you were telling me about this. something. Yeah, that, I have. Yeah, yeah. I think it's that open AI, to, maybe you know. Yeah, no, it's starting to. Uh, a few people just, do. Just, I was just talking to you the other day. About we're just uh, just getting you, lazier, lazier, and lazier. Yeah, we're talking about getting we? lazy and lazier and lazier. Let's just have a little open this up, Alexa. If you could ask Alexa to do one thing, what would it be? Put the kettle on. Draw the curtains. Oh, one thing to do. What do you do? Ironing. Ironing? Do your ironing. Alexa, can you do my ironing? He's going to say, no, yours are too, your arms are too long. <laughs> He's going to say, yours, your shirt's too big. Ironing? What about put the shower on to get a little bit of like, so it gets a bit warmer before you, before oh, before you jump you get up. Before you get up. That's a good idea. Yeah. Natalie, what have you got? Cleaning. <laughs> Cleaning, do that. Well, we have got those robots now, haven't we? So, yeah. so they can they can already. She, you know, my, my one can already do it. My little thing, I, yeah. I can do that from my office. What about can, you? Oh, good question. This is going to sound like I'm English, and I'm far from being. Oh no, I am English actually. I've got a passport, and my my, my online hereditary said that I'm 100% English. I'll ask it to put the kettle on. I hope I've left water in it. After I'm fairly I, certain. Whilst Alexa can't do that, I'm fairly certain you can get some sort of app where you walk in and. In the kettle kettle can be put yeah. No, well, you just better hope you left water in it because they don't want to. You ever get that thing where you just ask random stuff to your phone? Yeah, well, done it to the TV to Google on the yeah. TV. Yeah, and it just comes up random stuff. Yeah. stuff. I saw someone do a random one. Why are fire engines red? Have you ever asked Siri why fire engines are red? 
Oh, what's it? What? I'll tell you why fire engine reds. Because they have eight wheels and four people on them, and four plus eight makes 12. And there are 12 inches in a foot and one foot in a ruler. And Queen Elizabeth was a ruler. And Queen Elizabeth was also a ship. And the ship sailed seas, and there was fish in the seas, and fish have fins, and the fins fought the Russians. And the Russians are red, and the fire trucks are always rushing around. So that's why fire trucks are red. Very good answer. Huh? Well done. Well done. How good's that? It's brilliant. It's the best answer yet, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go home on the way home and never think We've about it. We've got a punter. Bit. A punter here has texted in, Nathan. Yeah. Um, it's a, a Hazel Brown here. Oh, go on, Hazel. Hey, what have you got for hey, me? Hey, Nathan, can you wish Big Scotty a happy birthday from his mummy and daddy? Huh? <laughs> Hazel, we had a couple of minutes left and I was going, that was going to be my final thing. You blew it. You blew Did it, I? Hazel. Sorry. She just doesn't listen. All right, Classic. Scott. Scott's 25 today. 25. Ooh, 25 today. Not bloody 25. I'm a little bit older yeah. than that, okay? And, and, and the typical Scott fashion, Hazel, I'm going to tell you Scott's day. He got up at 7 o'clock in the morning. I think you'll he, find it was worked. 5 to 6, but, actually. But, hey. <laughs> and he uh, prepped his uh, goodies in the back of his car. He swore and cursed, and he went to work, and he looked after probably about 100 children. He uh, then did another class where another probably about 100 children came in. He then went up to Top Squash, grabbed a coffee. Maybe he might have had a sauna where he coached another 20 or 30 children. An hour later, one hour after that, he probably coached another 20 or 30 people. He went home. Unlikely he had a shower, but he could have had a quick... He could have gone for a wash under his arms, and then he met me down here in the studio. That is Scott's 25th birthday. No, normally that's my day, guys. I actually... I got a bit of a treat. I actually was... I managed to dodge doing the first birthday parties. I managed to fall asleep on the couch for about 45 minutes. It was bliss. <laughs> so you had an afternoon nap? Yeah. What a birthday. Yeah. What a birthday. Yeah. Can't, put, can't put a price on it. Can't put a price on it. You are. You, you really are a dad. That's, a, that's a, the best dad's birthday, right? Peace, huh? sleep, Peace. Sleep on the, sleep on the city. Hey, um, last week we were talking in about um, Michaela Sheffrin with the skiing that she... She'd win again, was broke she? The, broke the record. You're into your skiing? I like skiing. You like skiing? Snowboarding. Snow, snowboarder? Yeah. Yeah, what about yourself, Natalie? You're a skier or a snowboarder? Snowboarder. Was, was, was uh, dad, mum and dad, were they, were they into skiing? Did they take you skiing as kids? Yeah. 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 Until he had a, a nasty injury and then we stopped going. Stopped going. And have you, have you gone without him? Yeah. Okay. Snowboarder. Well, Michaela Schiffron, she just um, claimed a record extending 88th win in the Giant Salem in Andorra. Um, yeah, she, she, she clocked 1 minute 58, uh, 55 seconds, and that was ahead of Nor- Norway's uh, Tia Louise Sturgensund and Canada's Valerie Grinner. She was third. So, another record. They reckon she's going to get 100 world titles. Or world titles, World Cup. Oh, she's well on that way, isn't she? She's yeah. well on the way. There's a question for you. Have you ever had any big crashes skiing? No. No, Never. Do you just go slow and do the snowplow the whole way down, is it, huh? Well, if he's a snowboarder, they go, yeah. What about you, Nathan? You look like you've had a few crashes skiing. (laughs) I have, actually. Two broken ribs. Really? Yeah. What were you trying to do? I was trying to do do a jump, and I didn't jump. The board board went in, and I got a bit of ice in the old old stack. What did you do? Just, you know, soldier on, get to the bottom of the hill, have a few points, and then the next day it's going to hurt. hurt. Like, like if you haven't been snowboarding for for a while, and and then you do a a day out, you take a few tumbles, because, you you know, you want to do a little bit of risky stuff. You hurt like hell. Really, really hurt. It's like playing a game of rugby if you haven't played for five years. You know, the knocks and the bruises that, yeah. What about you, Anthony? 
Any bad bad ski crashes to talk about? I've never went skiing in my life, so. Oh, Anthony. So I can avoid. So I can avoid accidents because I know from myself if I want start skiing, I'm gonna break something. You made a glass. Huh? You, you've been up in the hills. You've been, yeah, yeah. But, but lucky enough, parents took me away when I was uh, when I was younger. The uh, loved a few crashes, you know, going too fast, getting stuck in the powder. Didn't they really know, really know what was going on. You I'm know, trying to but, think of your old boy's patience with. Uh, being up in the, up in the wouldn't have to worry about that. He dumped me in ski school he for the day. Did he? Yeah. And we and and he'd, he'd go up the top. Yeah, of course he would. Uh, him and mum, mum yeah. just plow oh, nice and slow the whole way down. Yeah. He'd shower yeah. us, you know, because you you get you, if you go to ski school as a youngster, you normally like you get dropped off in the morning, don't you? And then you get your plate of chips halfway through and your hot chocolate. Then you go out in the afternoon, um, and then your parents will come and pick you up, um, and then they'll might go for one run with you before you go home. That's, it's on, mate. Do you know what I mean? It's going too fast, crashing and stuff, <laughs> yeah. you know, with all the brothers and everything uh, like that. Obviously, it's a race, isn't it? You know, it's not, it's, there is no official start to it, but we are racing each other. Yeah. But, um, well, it's particularly when you're with your brothers, when you're with your brothers, you go, yeah. So is it just you two, or have you got any other? Just us. Very good. What did you did you compete with each other at home with with everything with with anything and everything like 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 Scott's family like my family? We played a lot of volleyball, like indoor volleyball in the living room, one on one, one on one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is there like was, was is there he, a gentleman's a is there a gentleman's agreement there or is it <laughs> no? The gloves, the gloves, no. The gloves are off. A couple of broken vases. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You tell her, tell mum it was an accident. Tell mum it was an accident. Yeah, but what, uh, was it? Uh, was it only volleyball in there? You know, you didn't bring out a, a, a little golf. I mean, for us, we brought out a golf club, football, uh, table, table, tennis. Table, table tennis. Yeah, we had a table tennis. Um, but basically volleyball, I would say. Yeah. yeah, volleyball is really okay. Volleyball mad that family, that's yeah. for sure. And the m- mother's listening in. She just said, Who's the best squash player in the family? Only squash player in the family, so that's not hey, fair. No. Right? Hazel, Hazel Brown, well yeah, done. Exactly. And, and badminton as well, not only squash. Everything, anything, yeah. anything with a racket. Well done, mums. Um, well as done, always, um, we want to say a huge thank you to the uh, the army of volunteers out there. And you know? how many were there last night? At yeah, all working behind the bar and everything. Mate, it was mad. Different clubs, they all got together and were, were, were serving the booze and, um, and and helping out and all those kids afterwards taking the tape off the court all the all the lottery national we'll logos. get a t-shirt out of it or oh, something like that fabulous. Don't we? It was, you know we don't get, get far without all those volunteers so if so. you're involved if you're involved in the in the local club scene well done to you and, and keep doing what you're doing you can check out the regulars uh, tomorrow from 6am you've got Sam Steen you've also got Steps with his lunchbox at 12 and then you've got Melissa Dalton with the Home Stretch Home Stretch I can't believe I forgot about oh, that the Home like Stretch from 3 yeah I know it normally reels off no problem at all um, on Wednesday we've obviously got our domestic show we'll obviously focus heavily on the basketball but we'll be obviously looking ahead towards the the volleyball hopefully Strassen will go well um in their in their black uniforms you know um black and yellow mate they're like the yeah wasps. so <laughs> if we want to if we want to get tickets for the final can we go where do we where can we tap those up <laughs> call me and i'll get and i'll call yeah. you Absolutely. <laughs> yeah um i don't know if there's a pre-sale um actually yeah just show up yeah. show up you'll yeah. get your tickets well that's what we want okay we want to make a point so we want to get Far too many people down there showing up, so they need to put it back in the cock, you know, exactly. so we can get more and more people down to these domestic finals. Which if it was anything like it was last night at the at the, at the stadium, fab, you know, fabulous. But yeah, thank you both for joining us and obviously giving us an insight into the the world of uh, 
the world of volleyball in Luxembourg. We look forward to hearing you. We will stay in comms about what's going on. And obviously, we wish you both well for the, the rest of the season. Obviously, unfortunately... Um, not your not your year in the cup, but hopefully it'll be your year in the cup. You watch Volfer though, you watch them, he's got Anthony, the thank you once again. You know, I'm hoping there's gonna be some drama in the BGL league. Oh, yeah. If not, we're gonna to have to go we're gonna to have to go down to one of these matches and set off a few flares or something, Nathan, you know, <laughs> to create some drama or something. Um but yeah, I guess um until next week it's oh, Wednesday, uh, yeah. Yeah. Cheer. Cheer. Cheer.